Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jackson driving to his left against Parks. kick out near side corner. Man, again, for three. Oh, yeah! Terrence Mann drills it from the outside. 34 for T-Man. On the right wing, George. Crossover and drive middle. Into the paint. Dotted line. Kick out left wing three. Batum is on the way. It's down. Nick Batum buries it. And the Clippers lead 107-100. George to the rim. Try to kick it out. Does. Extra feed. Man, near side corner. Takes the time. Takes the three. And hits. Terrence Mann on target once again. 39 for T-Man. And the Clippers lead 116-106. George kick out left wing. It's Jackson deep. Doesn't take the three. Beverly near side corner. Three over Gobert. Oh, Patrick Beverly. Splash. They're the lowlights as the Jazz lose to the Clippers. A 25-point lead turns into a 12-point loss. And the Jazz, after winning two in a row, lose four in a row, and are all done. And PK, plenty of people lining up on Facebook this morning, and all weekend, really, to tell us what the Jazz did wrong. It was a long list. No doubt, man. 81 points in the second half. (laughs) Yeah. Man, there's a number that'll bite you in the butt every single time. Yeah. Well, we can claim injuries, but... They didn't have Kawhi. Get him and out. They, they went 2-0 without Kawhi. If they're hurt, get him out. Because the guys who were playing gave up 81 points. All right, we got a lot of this coming up this morning. A long list of stuff as people go through it and... Uh, Try to figure out what went wrong and what needs to be fixed for next year. Utah Jazz Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations Dennis Lindsay finished second in the NBA Executive of the Year voting. It was close, but the Phoenix Suns' James Jones is the Executive of the Year. Honored him on court yesterday. As the Suns hosted Game 1 of the Western Finals, and let's get to that. Hashtag NBA. Seven seconds to get a shot. Give it to Booker. Booker on the drive. Booker's shot. It's good. 15-footer up and in. They get it out to Booker. Booker on the drive. He's hooked. No call. Booker in the lane. Booker from 14. You got it. He got it. Devin Booker taking over. Kevin whips it underneath and Yaka Kongu. Back to Kevin. Kevin Herter fakes. Now he steps back. He shoots a three. And he makes the three. Now Trey out there dribbling in the middle. Fires a long three. Bang! Trey Young, he just hit the big three, and the Hawks lead by six. I think all of it, you hit on all of it. Uh, I ain't shoot well from the line this series. Offensively, I wasn't there. I ain't doing enough for my teammates. There's a lot. There's a lot of things I need to work on. That's Ben Simmons. He wasn't much of a factor, and Trey Young starting two for 19, PK, but the epitome of tough-minded. Makes three of his last four shots. Hits that huge three right there. And the Hawks beat the Sixers 103-96. They win game seven on the road. And they are going back to the Comets Finals for the second time in 50 years. The Hawks are in playing the Bucks. Yeah, good for them, man. The teams over in the East aren't very good, so why not take advantage of it? And they did, and they are through. And that series will start in Milwaukee on Wednesday. I mean, Doc Rivers loses Game 7s. This is what he does. Game 7s at home. I try to love Doc Simmons. Or Doc Simmons. Doc Doc Rivers. Rivers. 
But the playoff history is piling up against him. But he just won't love me back. <laughs> Suns beat the Clippers 120 to 114. No Chris Paul, no problem. Devin Booker did it all. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. And the Suns beat the Clippers in Game 1 of the West Finals. Coming out party for Devin Booker after lots of losing teams, a winning team, and a this massive year, not game. Yesterday, maybe. This postseason. I mean, it's his first postseason, and he's crushing it. And his team's crushing it. Won eight in a row. But this is who he is. He's been a very, been a very elite player now. He just didn't have any uh, opportunity to play in the postseason. You couldn't put it on him. But, yeah, it was a, it, it, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting worked up on this because the Leonard's out and Chris Paul's sitting at home with no symptoms and he, somebody decided he can't play. It seems a little jacked up to me. Suns will take it. They're up 1-0. We'll see what they can do in Game 2 Tuesday night. And people already looking towards the offseason. Brooklyn Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie plans to decline his $12.3 million player option and become an unrestricted free agent. Missed all but three games this season. Had an ACL injury, required surgery. He had hoped to be back if the Nets made it to the NBA Finals, but obviously they're out because they lost Game 7 to the Bucks Saturday night. Durant's you know, home teams, man. His home court's supposed to mean something. It's not working this year. I think it's overrated. I've always thought that. I, th- I thought Durant, he's a marvelous player, but at the end of that game, I mean, it was just one on five. He was going to shoot it. Made an incredible shot to force overtime, but his toes were on the line. So, OT, and then he's 0 for 6 in OT, and he played the entire game, and he was gassed. Don't why? Then he should have even more game. opportunity to pass the ball than if you're tired. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Saints running back Alvin Kamara has the second career going. He's NASCAR's first ever growth and engagement advisor. He's going to work directly with NASCAR leadership on strategic planning and creative opportunities to support its fan development efforts. That's a mouthful. Yeah. All while he's carrying your fantasy football team. Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley released a statement on Twitter on Friday in response to the sharp backlash he's received on social media, disclosing he's not vaccinated against COVID and pledging to live my life, live my one life like I want to, regardless. A lot of other players, he says, agree with the stance but aren't in the right place in their careers to be so outspoken. And that's controversial? Apparently. He's going to live his life as he sees fit? Apparently, social media, many things are controversial. Thanks to John Stockton. See, look what you did there. <laughs> Tie it all together. <laughs> DJ. Well, I want what I want is people who have not been out of work lecturing us about the lockdowns. That's that's the one that's thing. That's your I favorite want. thing. Yeah, that's what I want. You know, the restauranters they they're just interested in their bottom line. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Any restaurants around <laughs> you gone out of business? Because I know restaurants out of me around me have gone out of business. <laughs> that's what I love when guys who haven't been out of work lecture us on how dare they not lock down. That that's of all the stuff. That's my most favorite. Three places within a block of Channel 2. Gone, gone, and gone. Give us some more lectures. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, the long-running uh, rules discussions that you loathe uh, continue to run. The college football playoff expansion plans moved to 12 teams, took another step. 
College Football Playoffs Management Committee on Friday agreed to present the concept to the 11 university presidents and chancellors who have the ultimate authority over the format. It's going to happen in a meeting tomorrow in Dallas. It's almost here, PK. Three years from now. Right. A new proposal for name, image, and likeness at the NCAA level directs schools and states that have impending NIL laws to follow their state law. In the 40-plus states that currently are not on place to have laws this summer, that includes Utah, each individual school will be responsible for developing and publishing its own policies for what kind of NIL opportunities their athletes can pursue. The only guidance is don't allow school employees or boosters to pay athletes, and B, don't allow payments in exchange for athletic performance or recruiting inducement. And both those things will happen anyway. I just like how BYU put out their something on their media day, and then Utah followed right up like they Two normally do. Two hours. <laughs> Wait till Pac-12 media day. Sure BYU's got something stored up. Pac-12 media day, I think, is going to be July 27th. 27th, correct. Not virtual, in person? Yes. In Los Angeles on that uh, Tuesday. You going to that mall, or do you know that yet? Or back to one of the movie studios. No, I thought they said it was a hotel this time. I think they're uh, working on it. They have. They just basically made the announcement that it's coming, and they said they the items and all that stuff. And Details how to follow out would be played out. Uh, I suppose in the next week or two. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Here's the 0-1. Swing a fly ball, well hit left field. Back on this one, Smith toward the track, near the wall, and it's off the top of the wall, and gone! It's gone! He dikes it off the top of the wall for his third home run of the day! Pitch. Hit on the ground to third. Ashella steps on the back, goes to second, two, on to first. A triple play! A triple play! Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win! Swing out to right field. This is on its way back, and it's gone! Walk-off home run! You did it, Chad Long Jr. It's a walk-off slam. What a moment! Highlights from Major League Baseball this weekend. You heard Kyle Schwarber. His third homer, that's five in two games. That ties the Major League Baseball record. Nationals beat the Mets 5-2. Also, you heard the Yankees winning on a triple play. Their second triple play in four days. Their third in 31 days. Yankees four and a half games behind the Red Sox. Four games behind the Rays, running third in the American League right now. Got some work to do to get into a playoff position, but triple plays, man. The Yankees seem to have that down cold now. Especially to end the game. Has that ever happened? I'm sure one of these people have said it. Yeah, it was in one of the stories that happened, I don't know, five years ago or something But it was way cool. Yeah. Right around the horn. Five five to four to three. Sharp rounder to third. A cool play. Not much the base runners were going to do, and it's hard hit right at the bag like that. Padres, who've been struggling, are five games behind the Giants in the National League West, completed a four-game sweep. They beat the Reds. 3-2, 3-2, to two, but their star shortstop hurt his shoulder again, although this is supposed to be a one-day deal. He's supposed to be, Fernando Tatis Jr., supposed to be back in the lineup tonight, so see about that. Giants crush the Phillies 11-2. The Dodgers are just a game and a half behind the Giants, but the Giants are now 20 games over 500. They are having a season here, PK, well over 600 ball for the Giants right now. Break them up. Exactly. 
And the Diamondbacks, break them up too. They've lost 17 in a row with a 9-8 loss to the Dodgers. This is a different streak than their road-losing streak, which is over 20 games. They have lost for two and a half, almost three straight weeks now. And the wild card era record, I didn't know the wild card was its own era. The wild card era record for consecutive losses, Kansas City, 19 in a row in 2005. Salt Lake Bees, they lose in Sacramento, down 8-1. to They lose 9-5, to and Game 5 in that series is tonight at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL scores early, scores late. They scored first, led at the half, but needed two goals in stoppage time to beat Vancouver 3-1. to Looked like they were going to mess it up there for a minute, PK. Dang, but uh. they didn't. Substitute Eric Holt. The good prevail. No-look header to the far post. Mm, did didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Demir Krylock scores twice. He's got four goals in his oh, last he's game. unstoppable. Yeah, right I mean, now, right now he is. That's why I've been calling him Pele for three years. RSL <laughs> is in Seattle Wednesday night to play the first place Sounders, and then they play Houston on the weekend as the game's coming fast and furious now. DJ and PK. John Rom takes one last look at the hole. Gets the ball started on the left-hand side. Breaking back down to the right. Break ball. It's in! John Rom with two big, huge fist bumps. Gets him to six under par with a birdie, birdie finish. He takes the lead in the 121st U.S. Open. It's incredible that I finished the way I did. I mean, making another putt on this green when I got my first win. It's hard to describe, but staying in the present and, you know, just being aware of what you have to do. And sometimes you have to attack a golf course. I've done it here before, and uh, those memories always help. Golf. John Rahm wins his first major title. Sun Devils going back-to-back, PK. Phil Mickelson gets the PGA. John Rahm gets the U.S. Open. And the birdie-birdie finish. When are you mentally tough enough to do it? Uh, I guess when you finally do it, right? All the questions about him, and they all go away because you can't say anything about that finish other than, well done. Yeah, I mean, he's only 26 years old, so he's sort of just getting started when you look at it that way. You know, six wins on the tour, obviously the one major. Uh, he had the deal where the thing was taken from him with the COVID, six strokes up, and he didn't get to play a couple weeks back, the Nicholas. And he comes right back, man, and gets the job done. That was that was impressive to see, to make those putts, you know, because I think you have to have the skill and the mental toughness, and obviously he had both. Good final round. That was, a, uh, I guess, depending on how genuine, generous you are, at least four, maybe six, possibly eight guys within within range of the lead Sunday afternoon, and Rom's the one who makes the birdies, pulls away, and wins. Other guys backing up, stuff going wrong, but Rom emerges with the victory. Rombo, yeah. Coming out of there. Rombo? Rombo, uh, uh, okay. I think that was his nickname in college, yeah. is what I heard somewhere along the line. Didn't know, didn't know a word of English when he came over here. English is good now. Yeah, and he played, I think, um, when he was a senior, uh, they had the uh, Pac-12 uh, championships right here at, what do they call it, the Country Club? Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City Country Club or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, and uh, I think, I don't remember, but I think he won that. I remember it was in May, and the weather that weekend sucked. Uh, and I'd heard about him, obviously. Now everybody's heard about him. Well, it'll be interesting to see what he can do, you know, because we've been waiting... I don't think that, and it's hard to say never, but I don't know that we're going to get 
eight and other Tiger Woods, but it's like we always, you know, the next Michael Jordan, the next whomever, and we've had these guys in golf now for several years, Jordan Spieth, Roy McIlroy, you know, whoever it might be. Justin Thomas. Is, is it going to be wrong? My guess would be no. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had so many guys in their 20s win a couple. Or three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know. So who's the next Phil? Because Tiger, it, you're right, it seems off the charts. Now, we had Jack and we had Tiger, so maybe it'll be somebody else who gets that neighborhood. But there definitely ought to be somebody who gets to Phil's neighborhood. And Phil's neighborhood is real good. Six majors, 40-plus wins on tour. And Bob Casper, uh... Uh, who'll be on with us at 8.30, always says, you know, 20 to get to the Hall of Fame is a big number for tour wins. 20 is a big deal. Well, Phil's doubled that and a little more. Uh, it depends on how much they want to commit to play. I mean, Kepka doesn't seem interested in doing that. Kepka uh, might hit the six, but he's not going for the 40. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm proud of Coach... Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, U.S. Open Recap. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio at 830. Steve Cleveland, Basketball Insider, joins us at 9 o'clock. What went wrong for the Utah Jazz? Your analysis of Game 6, the series, where do they go from here? And we will do that next. How can you possibly explain that loss? We'll get to it next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. David Locke with us. How was it traveling with the team again and getting out there and calling it on the road? It was great. To have your employer respect what you do and give you a chance to be great. I thank the Jazz tremendously for having the respect to the broadcasters and the job we do to allow us to do it the best we can and bring the fans the best game that we could. Sometimes despair brings you the biggest joy, right? And honestly, walking into the Staples Center was a really emotional moment. I didn't know if we'd ever do it again. This last two weeks, being in the arena when the crowd erupted in Game 5 against Memphis, to be in a full house against the Clippers and to be back on the road being able to do your job. These have been some of my most favorite teams I've ever called in my life. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot takes or toast. Brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Signer Cadillac today. Question of the day, how can you possibly explain that loss? PK, a record, over 200 comments on Facebook. People with lots of explanations. Is that a record, you say? I don't remember seeing 204 comments there. I can go back and look if you really want to know. No, I think it's a DJ and PK record. I'm sure somebody else has posted, somebody's posted something else on Facebook that got thousands of comments, I'm sure. Okay. Tony says not making adjustments to small lineups. Keeping Mitchell out of the game while they made runs on us and it was too late to recover. They got to help Rudy with his hands and get him some kind of shot. Otherwise, it's four on five when they clog the lane against the Jazz and take away the pick and roll dunk. There's a whole list. Tony came up with three things to explain that loss. Three things that need fixing going forward. I think part of it is not making adjustments to small lineups. They didn't really have the answers. I think that becomes a, uh, a roster issue. Or guys get better next year, but I don't know that guys are going to get better as on-ball defenders. 
They were good defensively in the regular season because they had Rudy behind him. And most teams don't have the lineup combinations that Clippers have to throw out, to run out there and, and hit all those threes and have all those multiple guys who can drive and beat guys to the hoop. So Rudy kind of has to be in against all those layups, but he's got to be out with a three. So I think they need better on better on ball defense. Aoni couldn't have been better. Me, Aoni? Yeah. Yeah. But then you're jammed up at the other end because so don't trust him to shoot. Points. <laughs> that will always be the answer. And it will always be the right answer. <laughs> what kind of chance do you have of winning when you give up 81 points? A big fat zero. 81 was, points in a half. It was the pure definition of insanity, watching the same thing over and over again. I mean, it just didn't stop. Drive into the paint. Defense collapses. Kick it out to the corner. How open is that corner? Three. Uh, open enough, I got time to take a dribble and line it up. As, yeah, Legler, I think he said, it was like a warm-up three. Yep. And it just happened over and over again. What you were doing wasn't going to work. Try anything. Something. Because what were you going to lose? What you were doing wasn't working. Em- I hate to say it, but it was embarrassing. To have the arena erupt like that and continue to erupt? On a national stage, and you're trying to prove yourself as a legitimate contender and all, and you can say, oh, the Nets, you know, they had it. The Nets didn't finish with the best record in the league. You did. And you had the opportunity. You're up 25 and you allowed the team scored 81, and you just stood there while they scored 81. You put up as much resistance as I did in the condo in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, as I was watching <laughs> that game. Nice. Yeah, and I was watching it. People were cheering wildly for the Jazz because they're all Suns fans, and they wanted to gain the thing to go seven so it would give Chris Paul more time to have no symptoms and still can't play. Uh, so... That they had because uh, we have friends there, as you know, we've been doing it for years, and they're all from the uh, Phoenix area, so they're all huge Suns fans and all that stuff. Turns out that didn't matter at all, anyway. Uh, well, not yet, anyway. Yeah. We'll see what it means going <laughs> forward. See how many games he misses and see how it goes. But went well in game one without it. They say the series doesn't start till the Clippers are down 0-2. That's what they say in <laughs> Dallas, and that's what they say in Utah. Whatever that dumb cliche is until the. Uh, Home team loses or what have Blame you. Blame Pat Riley. Yeah, so I just try something. I'm not a basketball mind here, so I said I, I'm I'm not going to offer suggestions. You know what would you do? I'm a fan. I'm not a coach, <laughs> so it's not up to me to decide what would I do. I'm a fan. I have the right to criticize. I have the right to praise, just like all other fans do. It's not. I'm not sitting here telling you I've got any answers. That's not my job. Is not to provide answers. My job is to provide critique and opinion on what I see. And they scored 81 points, and they kept doing the same thing over and over. One thing that did jump to me as I evaluate the series is nobody on the Jazz. They got no the as the team got no surprise performances. Whereas the Clippers got several. Batum had a couple of games where he scored it. Obviously, Terrence Mann goes down as the biggest surprise, him going for 39. Yeah, and you can even say Paul George was somewhat of a surprise. Paul George came through. I think the surprise for me with Paul George is what he did in prior playoffs, not what he did this playoff. Uh, 
Mitchell, to me, is a bona fide superstar, so I don't think he did anything that would really surprise me. Clarkson has his spurts. We see that. Uh, Conley was an absolute non-factor. Um, and I didn't understand. He said, what did he say? He was 50 60%? So what were you in Game 5? Were you 40%? Because if you could go in Game 6, why couldn't you go in Game 5? I think he went because it was an elimination game. I think if it hadn't been an elimination game, he wouldn't have gone. Every game's an elimination game. I mean, they're all equally as big. I mean, they, essentially, game five was an elimination game because if you had won that one, then you could have rested in game six because it wasn't an elimination game. So you can just spin that circular logic around and around all you want. And I don't maybe he couldn't go in game five. He said on his uh, before game six, I think it was uh, the day before, Obviously, if I could play, I would. I believe him, but I, I think that Jazz fans are asking these questions, and they don't have a radio format. So I like to think that I represent them. I feel really bad for them. That I mean, I don't feel bad for myself. I don't. I don't get into that. But uh, for them, because they get so worked up about it and so emotionally connected to it, and the thing about these postseason things is that it just ends so abruptly. You're like on a high. You're on a high. You're on a high. Boom! It's over. You know, with football, you have a whole week to digest that it's coming, that it's over. You know, you know what I mean. So, uh, basketball is just one of these sports where you're just so fired up, and then it ends, and it's just like, oh my gosh, you feel so empty inside. I would think, and then you have to wait till next season. Who knows what this next season is going to bring? It was about this season. It's about <laughs> now. Who knew what this season was going to bring? And there is no super team out there. I mean, you've got Milwaukee and Atlanta now facing you. You told us earlier you should be worried about the Nets. Well, they're they out. Need to be worried about the Nets. They're gone. And uh, the Suns. I mean, I believe if they would have had a healthy team, they would have won the series. But what, that doesn't matter. You can believe whatever you want. And who cares? It's, Lots of teams are saying that now. If we'd have been healthy. Sure. And I follow this team 10,000 right. times closer. And I believe if they were, they would have. But they didn't. And that's all that matters. And sure, you're right. Lots of teams can say this or that and say whatever they want. Uh, it's what the Lakers are saying. It's what the yeah. Nets are saying. Sure. Fine. Even Denver going all the way back to Jamal Murray in the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. Just that I'm closest to this team. And I, I'm i surprised we're at this point. I thought they were going to win this series. And they didn't. They didn't get it done. And... I can't come up with another word other than embarrassing on Friday. I was embarrassed for them. They're better than that. Coaching staff is better than that. That it didn't end up the way the Denver series ended? Even if you lose, it's going down to the final possession. Everybody's exhausted as opposed to waves of joy. 25-point lead and Terrence Mann. You let Terrence Mann beat you. And I'm having nightmares of Rudy kind of casually going to the corner and Terrence Mann hitting the three and basically laughing at you. I mean, I can spin it another way. They tried. They had a great regular season. If that's what you want, I could say that too. Nobody wants that right now. I think might some want people that in do. a week. I think some people do. I call it the BYU syndrome. Oh. No matter what BYU does, they're always right. 
There's some fans who believe that, (laughs) and we're picking on them. All the the Jazz fans I talked to were just bitterly disappointed. Sure, you're all bitterly disappointed. Bitterly disappointed. But that doesn't mean that you want us to crack on them. Yeah. Of course, you're, every fan base, the, the Philadelphia Sixers fan base is bitterly disappointed. Every fan base when you lose game six or seven is going to be bitterly disappointed if that's the elimination game. But I think some people think they want, they, they want to look at the positive right now. They're still bitterly disappointed. but they want, And they had a great regular season. There's no question about that. And there's promise. And I agree with Dennis Lindsay. Uh, continuity, I think, is the right way to go. I don't think you break it up unless you think... I don't think you make any move unless you think the move is to make your team better. I don't think you make move to make move. That drives me nuts. You make a move to make your team better. And whatever that might be, we'll find out in the coming weeks and months. Jazz seem to make average players into all-star players, Jeff says. And no adjustments. But the Clippers are that good. They're a deep team. Good luck to them against the Suns. Well, they had opportunities for guys to rise up and really play better than we thought. And the Jazz didn't. There's nobody who played better than we thought. Unless you think Mitchell isn't that good. I happen to think he is that good. I think he's a premier player. I think he should be all-NBA first team. Uh, First team all-NBAer. Thank you, Riley. I mean, I think he's a heck of a player. So, And he's gutty. He's a warrior. All those things. Whatever. There's really very little that he does that surprises me because I believe in him that much. That he went 39-9-9 when he clearly wasn't healthy and was clearly hobbled out there. I don't know what number you want to put on what he was, 70% healthy or whatever. I don't know Well, I mean, to it took that, away but... his explosiveness, but I don't think it took away the rest of his game offensively. What would he have done if he'd been explosive? 50, like in the bubble? Mm, I don't know. I think he probably would have just found different ways to score. Here he didn't have different ways to score. So I'm not sure the point total would have been any different. Maybe it would have. But obviously he couldn't go up and, and dunk and whatnot the way he normally can. I mean, you can see it. It was it was clear to see. I think but to, he found ways to compensate. I think to the fact that the Clippers are good and they are a deep team, the buyout market made them much better. Now, it may not make them good enough because ultimately missing Kawhi may get them beat and maybe the Suns will get them here. Uh, but the buyout market, adding Batum was good, but adding Reggie Jackson was really big. And so when you... Look at guys who made a difference in the series and who definitely helped the Clippers win. Uh, you know, could the Jazz have gotten help in the buyout market? At the time when Batum was out there, there were stories about Rudy was after him and the Bucks were after him, and I don't know who else was after him. Uh, but the Clippers got him. He's a nice role player, sure. Yeah. But right. have, have, another, have another role player. Have another, the, the, the Clippers have role players who you know, sit in series based on the matchups. Cousins wasn't going to be a factor. Yeah, your cousins is your go-to yeah. guy on that. Yeah, but they but they're also with all their guards. I mean, they're they're not going to play uh, Beverly and Rondo and Jackson against the Jazz, and so one of those guys usually sat. But in another series, any one of them might play. I don't know that Rondo did much. He was in at the end of the game of game one in Phoenix. Hit a couple of big shots. He didn't play against the. I'm talking about the Jazz. I don't care what happened against Phoenix. Right, but it's different matchups, and you got depth, and sometimes you sit in a series, and sometimes you're a factor. Great. And he was very little factor against the Jazz. So get get better players, of course. That's an easy answer. That's always the easy answer. Get better players. I mean, it's much harder to do, it's much easier to say. 
So get better, get better players. Sure, yeah. That's what they'll try to do. That's what they'll try to do every year. I mean, I don't, do, I don't feel discouraged in terms of long term pitcher. I don't feel defeated. I'm not one of these guys. Oh, they're never going to do it. They're a bunch of chokers. Blah 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 blah. I don't buy into that theory at all. I believe they'll get better and they'll come back. Um, we'll see what happens next year. I mean, that's the only way you can look at it as far, unless you're just hopeless. Uh, and I think that that's what they're striving. It's it's a never-ending project. Even if you win, it doesn't end. You, you constantly have to do it. The job is never over. <laughs> just You catch your breath for a day or two here, and now you try to regroup and maybe uh, relax a one or two days, but then, then they're back at it. And, Lakers know. won it all last year and made yeah. uh, a lot of changes to the roster this year. Yeah. This, these jobs, they don't end. It's 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 continuous. And if you fall short, you get back up and you try it again. It's like I said for the colleges. Yeah. If you have a big hopes and it didn't come through, well, then you try again. You keep trying. And the team has gotten progressively better. I think that's obvious to see. I see no reason why it's not better again next year. But, I mean, we're we're talking about this series right now. So they should go about... Well, on the list of things, we got multiple people mentioning Gobert scoring. And that's an easy answer. If teams are going to go small on you, play small ball, can Gobert punish them? And the answer to that is sometimes. And the other answer is not in game six against the Clippers. We gave up 81 points in the second half and we're nitpicking Gobert's offense? Punish the small ball lineups. Wear the dunk. Stop the momentum. Quiet the crowd. Devin Davis, he became a huge liability. I would say defend the three. I mean, it, I felt like we were like in 1987. The three isn't really going to beat us. Eventually, we're going to win this. So let them have the three. That was the mindset. We'll give you the three. I, I, I didn't understand that type of logic there. Just allow wide open threes over and over and over again. As Legler said afterward, it was like warm up threes. To me, that's like you take a, a, a 300 hitter and you put the infield in. He becomes a 400 hitter. You let guys shoot wide open, uncontested threes. Whatever their percentage is, it's going to be significantly higher if that's the situation. Contested and uncontested is the single biggest determinant of whether that thing's going in or not. And guys are lining it up, taking a dribble, measuring it. And then hitting it. Yeah, and they say if you move the infield in on a, on a 300 hitter, I've been told he's a 400 hitter. Because so like, that's the number of ground ball hits to get through. It, yeah, and, and so you're allowing a decent shooter now to become an exceptional shooter. Let's go to the phones. Lyle, good morning. You're on the air with DJ and PK. How are you guys, fellas? Okay. <laughs> oh, come on, PK. <laughs> it's not over, bud. <laughs> We got this. What do we got? Who are we? So there's there's two points here. One is when you don't have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly slash in the middle and taking the lanes, you have no blender. When you have no blender, you have no three-point land. Joe Ingles is ineffective. Bogey's ineffective. Jordan Clarkson can't get in the middle because he can't slash because he's the only guy capable of doing it at the point. And, I mean, hand it to the Clippers. They play great defense, but no blender, no win. 
They gave up so, 81 points. They were up 25 I, at I'm, halftime. Where was all I'm this totally no blender? You. They they had a blender. Did the blender did it just walk out and take a cab out? It broke. Well, <laughs> the motor I mean, burned up. They played great defense. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny them that. However, I also think that Rudy took a shot who knows what that hip was like? Then take he him the hell out if he's hurt. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Where was the coaching on that? However, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call it off of one game. We played a hell of a series against Memphis, and that should have been the indicator to the Clippers. But here we are, you know, in Sadland. But I'm not calling it complete loss. <laughs> See, DJ Sadland, and you thought they're different. bitter. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Sure, they're bitter, but they still love their guys. They love their coaches, and thanks for the call, Al. They love all this stuff, and that's what they want. There's a significant factor, faction, that wants the positivity. That's precisely, this is exactly what I was saying just a few minutes ago, that just ex- exemplified And Lyle it. called to back you up yeah. and make you look good. Yes, and I get that. You're a fan, and you should want that. I've got, I've got zero problem with that. Why be 100% negative? They're never going to do it. They suck. They're this or that. I don't buy that either. We got plenty of that. I just haven't read those yet. What? What you just said. There's plenty of jazz fans. We suck. We're never going to do it. I don't. I just, I vehemently disagree with that. I agree. You're not going to do it until you do it. And you keep trying. Well, you look at Jordan. Jordan was 27, 28 years old. Mitchell's 24. Yep. Now, it's a little bit of a difference in that he played three years. And Gobert paid zero years of college. So uh, 24 today, maybe like 26 then. You know what I mean? So Larry Bird spent five years from high school before he played in the NBA. Sure. But yeah. but Chris Paul is 36, and maybe he's about to get over the hump. and. Paul George is 31, and he's certainly individually getting over a hump. The Clippers are in the, the conference finals for the first time. took 12 years, didn't they? Yeah. Took forever. Yeah. Took forever for them to get to a conference final. And they're drafted in 84 and 85, and they got there in 92. So that's why it's, it's ridiculous final. to have all this complete, this is the way it is, eternal negativity. Those are the bitter people I'm talking about. I, I disagree with that 100%. I just don't say it. I have enough confidence in management Look what they've done. Look at the, the Joe Ingles off the scrap heap. Mitchell, 12 or what he was. Gobert, 27. Royce O'Neal, scrap, scrap heap. Right? So they're going to continue to do this. They're not going to hit on everybody. That, that's the way. And they're not going to draft very high here. <laughs> no, so, they're not. You know, it's good. The job right. is not going just, to be more difficult. Not just this year, but years going forward. Yes, because they're going yeah. to be good. And that's where it's up to you, as you say, buyout market, uh, money ball type players. Those things. That's, they they have haven't done the buyout. They haven't done the buyout market, but they have done the Moneyball type players. Yeah, and that's you know how they found uh, Royce O'Neal who'd been playing overseas, and how they found Joe Ingles who's playing overseas. So they've done that. Well, and they ripped off Cleveland with Clarkson. Yes. Yeah. You got to win trades, and they clearly yeah. won the trade. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff. Good morning. Jeff, you got to talk now, son. I was about to say, is Jeff going to be uh, one of those fans you're talking about? Is like, hey, let's pump up our guys, our guys, or is Jeff no, just not gonna... at all? Actually, are, go are ahead, you going to be bitter and negative like I've been saying? Well, the the funny thing is that they don't deserve a break. I mean, honestly, there's so much things that went wrong. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, he was zero points in the second half. He 21 points, great first half. 
disappeared. The defense disappeared. Like, they went to sleep. There was no one there. They're like, oh, yeah, I got this. We, you know, we can go back to the Utah Jazz. They're already counting the eggs before they hatch. And honestly, I mean, they did great in certain aspects, but there's a lot to work on. And honestly, they don't deserve a break for the next little bit. Maybe like, you know, hey, we can work on some good things, but they need to, they need to wake up. They need to say, hey, it's all on us. It was our fault. There's nothing they can really say, oh, yeah, we can work on this is positive. All right, there it is, Jeff. When we come back, more from bitter jazz fans, more from supportive jazz fan who loves their guys. More about the jazz defense and how bad it got. And not just in 24 minutes. There's a bigger picture that is also fairly ugly. But it's different, and we'll explain next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Have we ever talked to John on the air? No. No. And I've got questions. Is he there? I'm here. Hey, John, how are hey, you? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, John, yeah. while we have you. No, no. We've had a, uh-huh. a, a long back and forth about a pitchfork incident. I want to know the details of my buddy here and your brother running a pitchfork through you. <laughs> we were out working and, you know, cleaning our ends or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he thought that he was like King Triton and he uh, threw that pitchfork and that is true enough. He sat on the mark and put it right underneath. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, I killed a guy with a trident. Hanson Scotty, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-2080. That's Davis Vision. PK, the defense, the number 81. Defense! <laughs> In the two games the Jazz won to start the series, they held the Clippers to an average of 110 points. In the four games they lost, it was an average of 125 points. Over the course of the four games, there were different lineups played, different things tried, but ultimately they didn't work. And they could have tried different stuff, and maybe it would have stopped the bleeding a little bit. But I think there's just a bigger problem here that's got to be addressed. What is that, you basketball savant? <laughs> what I just said. They're giving up 125 points a game, okay, and that's not no, a winning number. Right, but that's the, that's the, what, the effect? What's the cause? Well, there are multiple causes, but I think the biggest one is the inability to stay in front of guys. The Jazz were a top five defensive team all year long. It bounced around. The number changed a little bit, but they never dropped out of the top five. But I think that you're facing a lot of different teams, less preparation time, games are coming fast and furious, and you're a good defender with Rudy Gobert behind you. You get in a playoff series, and there's one team that's got the matchups to really attack you at your weakest spot, and they prep for it, and they're not even good at it right away. I mean, they would have scored 125 points in one game one if they could have. But they figured out, they switched their lineups, okay, not this guy, let's try this guy. And they whittle it down and they hone in. And once they lock in, over the course of four games, did the Jazz really solve anything? No. And it's not all defense. I know the live ball turnovers, the transition points are a problem. And they were a problem, and that's part of it. So I think there's other things 
that factor into that 125. It's never just one thing. But the biggest thing, you know, do you have big, long, athletic defenders who can stay in front of guys? If you're a little short or if you're a little slow, lacking the lateral quickness, and in the playoffs they will eventually find you. So they really had no chance. And we can take the Clippers' best player out, one of the top That's two or three the players part in the league. Is and the you hardest still to find explain. a way to score 81 points in, in the second half. I'm going to say in February, although maybe it was January, March, or maybe it was all three of them, Locke would consistently identify the Clippers as a really difficult matchup for the Jazz. And the surprising part is that Kawhi Leonard was a big part of that you know, explanation of why that's a team the Jazz should fear. And the Clippers clearly thought they had matchups with the Jazz that favored them because they tanked to get there and played the Jazz in the second well, round. Well, if the Jazz knew that they had problems, why didn't they tank to get in the second To get place? to the other side of the bracket. Yeah, because they're afraid of the Lakers. So you start playing that mind game, and the bottom line is you're not good enough. And I think that that has got to be factored into this because I think when you blow a 25-point lead, at some point there's a lot of doubt in your mind. And they, they played into it. They got hot, and that doubt grew. And, and maybe it goes back to expectations. And now we're getting way deep into the mental side, and we should ask Riley about this and get somebody on who knows more than me. But I just think there's a team that has to win and a team that wants to win. And the team that has to win is eventually going to find a way to do it. And the team that wants to win... Why do the Clippers have to win versus the Jazz want to win? I don't know. Win? Paul George has been humiliated and... Man, when the Jazz set the bar and Donovan did this, he said, hey, we're done losing the first round. Well, they were done losing the first round. They won the first round. But he wasn't saying, we have to go to the conference finals. We have to go to the NBA finals. And Paul George was out there saying, I have them a championship. That's it? So you it's all got to just say it? No, I, think I, mean, expect, I think expectations So Jazz didn't have expectations? The Clippers had higher expectations than the Jazz? They looked like a team that hoped to do it or a team that expected wow. to do it. People, do you buy that? The Jazz really didn't want to win that bad. They just sort of hoped it, so they're okay getting out of the first round because that's the level of expectation that, at the time, a 23-year-old kid had set for them. So Mitchell, we're blaming it. It should have been Mitchell's fault then. He didn't say we have to get to the conference finals because if they would, if he Mitchell, as a 23-year-old, would have said that, they would have gotten there? Wow. Interesting theory. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. And there's another theory being floated, and we will get to that next. Stay with us.